0: For a minute there, I thought I was on an Andy Griffith show. I wasn't sure. Good job, guys. Of course, you guys know I love that, picking and grinning, you know. It's, uh, it's amazing. I love—we uh, are so blessed. Aren't we blessed in this Amen. church to have so many people? Yeah. So it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I think I shared with some of you last week—by uh, the way, if you're a guest here today, we're glad that you're here. We're honored that you would come and join us and be a part of our worship service. We hope you've been made to feel welcome. Over the last couple of weeks, I've ha- I have four grandkids. I had two that spent two weeks with us. One of them went on church camp with our kids here at the church, and then one of them stayed with us. And then we have two more that are twins, and when I took the two home, I got two more to bring back. And they're on the front row, and I am so glad to have, for those of you that get to sit in church with your families, you know what a blessing it is. And so it's really a blessing for me today to have my little twin grandsons over here. But what's something interesting, you know, when we talk in front of these children, they hear what we're saying. Do you know that? They're like little magnets, and you know what I'm saying? And last year, I think I shared a story in one of the sermons. I was walking down the uh, hallway at our house, and my grandson was coming to me down the hallway, the older one, and he's going like this on both balls. And I said, hey, buddy, we don't put our hands on the walls, okay? Don't don't do that. And so, you know, I just let that go. I mean, that's kind of what it was when I was a kid. You didn't touch the walls. I know. I was an only child. It was weird. But anyway, here's the deal. I get the two young ones in my car today or yesterday. and We're coming home, and and Andy goes to Adam, or Adam goes to Andy. I can't remember which one it was. says, and remember, you still can't touch the walls at Pappy's house. (laughs) And the second thing they said was, I want to sit by Danny when I get to church. I said, Okay they listen. And you know what? Um, there's, a, there's a lesson to be said in that as far as listening. And, I, and today, we're going to continue talking about exponential growth with the church. But I want to talk to you today about listening. Um, boy, me of all people talk about listening. But, but um, God speaks to us. How many of you believe that God speaks to us? Say amen. And so I want to talk about that today. But before I do that, I want to ask you to join me as we bow for a word of prayer. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for another day that we can come in this place, Lord, and celebrate and worship you. I pray, God, that our worship is pleasing to you and that you get glory and honor for everything that we do, God. I pray that it brings, brings joy to your heart to see this worship that happens here, not, not for our glory, but for yours, God, and that people will be drawn to you. Lord, as I speak, give me the gift of preaching. I pray Holy Spirit would teach. I don't want to do this on my own, Lord. So, humans are an interesting lot, aren't we? We're very interesting lot of people. Have you ever noticed sometimes we're hearing, but we aren't really listening to what's being said? 40-year married man right here. Sometimes my wife has to say to me, hey, look over here. Both, I want both eyes. This is very important. You know, I have, to, I have to focus in on it. I saw a Father's Day card that I thought really summed up about hearing. Listen to this. Okay, you ready for this? Here's what it says, Father's Day card. Dad, thanks to your lectures... I never change horses in the middle of a job worth doing. I know the squeaky wheel gets the worm, and I never count my chickens until I've walked a mile in their shoes, and you thought I wasn't listening. (laughs) We have to listen sometimes, don't we? And I believe that the Bible teaches us, as we look at it, that God speaks and reveals himself to us. But sometimes, I don't think we're listening. And so any great movement that transformed the world transforms the world i believe is is inspired by god's spirit in a good way um and so today i want to talk to you about this exponential growth thing about our church and about going forward and about us listening for god as he speaks to us there's a passage of scripture in isaiah that i think is one of the best examples of when god revealed himself to somebody is a man named isaiah and in in isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 here's what it says then i heard the lord asking Whom shall I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And Isaiah replies and said, and I said, here I am, send me. Up above that verse, up above that, in those verses above that, the passage of scripture says this, I'm abbreviating it, but it says, in the, ki- in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah's writing this, in the year that the king died, he said, I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up. And he got a vision, and he got a a, a sight of God, and he saw him. And it moved him, and God spoke to him. And he recognized that there was a job that needed to be done. And when he encountered God, he stepped up, and he said what we just read. God spoke, and he listened, spoke to him, and he listened. You see, being attentive to God is saying, it's showing us, this passage is showing us that it's important. You say, well, yeah, but that was Isaiah, man. He was a prophet. He was, in the, he was in the Bible. He was in the Old Testament. You might say, if I, if I could hear from God, that would be awesome. Let me tell you something. God's speaking all the time. Sometimes we're just not listening. And I believe that in a world that we're in, you know, we're so busy sometimes that we fail to see the opportunities. You know, people say, my life's such a mess. I got something. How do you expect me to hear from God? Perhaps, just perhaps, one of the reasons our lives is so unmanageable is because we don't take the time to listen to God last week I mentioned to you that that you know church attendance is down and this isn't the only place where you can hear God but I'm just saying it's good when we come together in corporate worship and God reveals himself to us maybe we don't know how to hear from God you know I mean as a kid I got saved in 1974 I was 14 years old and I remember reading the Bible and thinking you know if you just talk to me like that was it just me or I mean if you just talked to me like that man I'd, I could go you know do these things But, you know, as I've gotten older, I recognize that he is speaking through various things. And I'm going to share a few ways that I believe that God speaks to us today. Maybe it comes in different ways uh, than than what we're used to. There was a book written by Dallas Willard, and the book was titled Hearing from God. And And he said in this book, hearing from God, hearing from God, a daring idea. Some would say presumptuous, even dangerous. But what if we were made for it? What if the human system will not function properly without it? There are good reasons to think it will not. The fine texture as well as the grand movements of life show the need for it. Is in fact more presumptuous and dangerous to undertake human existence without hearing from it? Is it more? And if you think about it, God wants to be in a relationship with us. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to be in a relationship with us. Somebody say amen. Scripture has this to say about God speaking to us. In Job, chapter 33, verse 14, it says, God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Isaiah 30, verse 21 says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say whether to go left or right. And then I love, this is one of my favorite ones, John 10, 27 says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I want to talk to you today about how Christian followers, how we're led by the Spirit, another way that we're hearing God. I believe that there are two things we need to know of this, and that's Spirit-led people are are hearing from God, and it's necessary, and it's possible. But we have to listen. You see, each one of us were designed by God to make an impact on this world. That's how we spread the news. God wants you and I to spread the message. I shared with you some examples of how people were doing that last, last week. Jesus made an impact, and he touched the lives of other people as he walked the earth. He touched people in the course of his day, common people. We learned last week that there, we are two to make a difference. We are two to make a difference. We can be led by the Spirit. We need to be people who hear from God and do what he says. How does that sound to you? Maybe you've had experience where something was happening and it seemed like God was trying to tell you something in all of it, but, but what, if, what if we took the approach and tried to be somebody who tried to hear from God every day? What if we became more conscious about trying to hear a word from God. You see to make an impact, there are two there are some things that we need to do and some things that need to be done. Movements that transform the world are spirit led. Now, spirit led, what does that mean? What does that mean to be spirit led? 2 Corinthians 5:17, Paul wrote this letter to the church at Corinth. Listen to what he says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person and the old life is gone. A new life has begun. Being led by the Spirit of God, hearing from God, begins when we are born again. Somebody says amen. When we accept Jesus into our lives, when we come to him and say, Lord, I can't do this, I trust you, I give my heart to you, I repent of my sins, the Holy Spirit moves into our lives, and he speaks to us. Now, you're looking at somebody that has never heard the audible voice of God. And I'm not, I know there are people in this church that have told me they've had that, and I don't doubt that at all. I believe that. I believe that. But he's never done that to me. But I'm going to tell you something. I've had people walk up to me and say something, and it was just like God himself was speaking. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was a word that I heard. It was like, wow. God will speak to us, but we have to be listening, He will quicken our hearts. We have to be in the spirit. Walking in the Spirit, be conscious of it. Galatians 5 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. Do you get this? In every part of our lives, let us not become conceited or provoke one another. What? Church people don't provoke each other. Surely not. Let us not be jealous of one another. And when we are born again, we are transformed, watch this, by the renewing of what? Of our minds. We're new creatures in Christ. doesn't mean we're perfect. It means we're forgiven. And we're on a journey, and we begin this journey. And we're new creatures, and the Spirit of God moves in our lives, and He begins to speak to us through various things and various ways. Our desires change. Our wants change. People do, you know, different things when they become new creatures in Christ. And when those new desires and ways of thinking take a hold of us, we act upon our strongest desires. And we begin to walk in the statutes of God Almighty. And we begin to let God lead us instead of trying to lead God. Now, I tell you, every once in a while, I want to grab it back. None of you guys ever want to do that, right? I got this, God, watch this. And I'm going to tell you, watch this. This is kind of the biggest mistakes I've ever made, right? Woo, Lord have mercy. Yeah. I mean, it's getting real. It's an honest program here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is. Let's get straight about it. Let's talk about it. God wants to lead in our lives, wants to be a part of our lives. If we're being led by the Spirit, we will also bear the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. Did you catch that? Now, I want you to follow this. We're born again. Christ is in our life. We're following what he leads us to do. Look at what Paul says when when we're following the Spirit in Galatians 5, 16 through 26. There's 10 verses, but listen to this. Listen very closely. Paul writes this letter. He says, so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Why would he say that if he wouldn't guide our lives? Let him guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gave us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So there's this battle going on. These are two forces that are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your own intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Now watch. When you follow the desires of the sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, immorality, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But watch this. But, I love it when it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there, since we are living by the, say it with me, Spirit. since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Does that mean just on Sunday morning and for an hour? No, it's every day. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Hearing from God and doing it. It's one thing to know, it's one thing to know to do what's right, but it's another thing to follow it out, and God's grace will give us the ability to do that, amen? If we walk by the Spirit, James says, don't just be listeners of the Word, but be doers of the Word, otherwise you're fooling yourself. Hearing from God sounds strange, I mean, because people take it and do all kinds of crazy things, and, and that's, these, when we're led by the Spirit, we see what the fruit is of that. That's what God leads us to do, not some of the stuff that we hear people doing and then blaming God for it. Some might say, well, I'm all for changing the world, but I don't know about this. Let me tell you something. God will speak to us through his word is the first way I believe. Through the Bible. Billy Graham, my favorite preacher, my birthday was last week, and a person gave me a book about Billy Graham. and I've been, he's, even, he's even more amazing than I thought he was. This book tells us about it. But I was reading, I was reading and, and, and somebody asked him a question about, um, about you know, the, uh, uh, God speaking to people in the Old Testament. And it was interesting. This question was sent into him. And here's what he says. He was asked this question. In biblical times, did God speak to people in a voice they could hear? If so, why doesn't he do that to me today? I'd have much stronger faith if I'd only heard his voice speaking to me once in a while. Has that ever crossed anybody else's mind in this room? I mean, be, be honest. It's crossed my mind before, you know, if you spoke to them, why, audible. watch this. Here's what Billy Graham said back. Yes, on occasion, God did speak audibly to some of his servants in the Bible, but rarely. More often, God gave them an inner conviction of his truth or made his will clear to them through circumstances. Most often, he made his will clear through the written messages he had given in the past referenced as scriptures which was the books in the old testament the early books in other words through the bible why doesn't god speak to us today in a voice we can hear and here's his response one reason is because we wouldn't have any way of knowing whether or not it was of god who was speaking or it was a fraud this incidentally is one reason why we shouldn't listen to someone who claims to be a messenger from god but rejects the bible or contradicts its message jesus warned watch out that no man deceives you for many will come And will deceive many in Matthew. He says this. But the other reason God doesn't speak to us in a voice we can hear sometimes is because he doesn't need to. Watch this. God has already told us everything we need to know. And we find it in the pages of the Bible. Most of all, we know he loves us because he came to this earth in the person of his son, Jesus the Christ. Who died for us. Don't be filled with doubt and anger any longer. Instead, turn to Jesus. You're questioning things today. I want to tell you, Jesus is the answer to every need that we have in our lives. Most people, whether they read the Bible or not, have an opinion about it. (laughs) In my life, that's something I'm constantly talking to people about. But Paul wrote this about the scriptures in 2 Timothy. He said, all scripture is inspired. Paul was telling Timothy that the scripture is important, and God can reveal himself to that. You know what? I've been doing this a long time, and every time I've picked this up and got my heart right, and I've asked God to speak to me, he has. I'm telling you the truth. But sometimes I don't ask him to tell me. I'm just in there reading and getting occupied, and I can't do the two. I slow down, right? William Barclay, one of the commentators of the uh, last century, said, Again and again, scripture has opened for men and women the way to God in a simple fairness, no man seeking truth has any right to neglect the reading of the Bible. A book with a record such as it cannot be disregarded. It's interesting to me, all of the things that have happened in this world, all the technology, all the developments that we have, and yet the Bible still is there, and it still sells, and people still follow the Bible and respect the Bible. I always tell people to read their Bible. Somebody comes to me and say, you know, my life's doing this and doing that and i say okay well i'm not judging you and i'm not preaching at you i'm just asking are you spending any time alone with the lord in the word uh um and so i say well just start start reading the gospel of john just read the gospels and let the lord speak to you through his word you know there's various very well i don't understand the bible listen man i picked one up the other day it's called the story I don't know if you've ever read this or not, I just started reading it. It's really an interesting uh, a read because it's written in a story form, and I gave it to a friend of mine that's got ADD worse than I do. And he told me he couldn't read. I, I'm, being, I'm not being funny here. I'm be, and I gave it to him. I said, listen, I want you to take this and read it because you told me you have having trouble reading. He called me the other night. And he said, man, this description in the beginning was amazing, and I got that. I understand it for the first time. There's versions out there if you have trouble with the Bible. There's different versions that you can read that perhaps will help you with that. Over the last few years, I've, I've read the Bible uh, through with a couple people. I've had people read with several people, actually. And one of the deacons come to me. He, he was reading it with me. There's several of the guys did it. But one of them came to me in particular. And he said, you know, I've never done this in my life. But he said, my life's better because of that. And, man, it spoke to me. You know who you are. It touched your life. It'll change your life. God will speak to us. Sit down. Ask God to speak to you through the Bible second thing that he does is i think that he speaks to us through his promptings now promptings are nudges or something that happens in life and i believe that happens have you ever felt the nudge to talk to somebody and then you went over and did it it was like and god actually you know uh, i mean i've seen people do this like pay for somebody's meal and then all of a sudden that person will tell you something was going on in their life or some kind of a nudge there was a lady in this church and a man in this church told me about a nudging a prompting that they had. They came through the church door down here by the blue building one Sunday morning. There's a bulletin board. I think it's still there. I don't know. We may have taken it. There's, is it still there? They changed it. It's what I think they did. So, Anyway, these folks were wanting to have children. They wanted to start a family, and they were having some problems with that. And so they came through that door. They'd been praying and praying and praying and praying, and they came through that door, and they walked through, and they looked up at that bulletin board, and it said something about an adoption fair that was happening in Louisville. I have permission to share this story, about. And they saw that, and it was kind of a nudging, and, they, and, she, and there was a passage of Scripture under there, and they couldn't get it out of their minds, especially the, the, the lady. And she kept saying, I don't know. So then they go up to their class, and they go in this class with all their friends and, and, and their brothers and sisters in the Lord, and guess what passage of Scripture they were studying that day? Coincidence, isn't it, how God said, no. And they got in the car, they went to Louisville, they went in and they sat down and they thought, you know what, maybe this was, this does this not work, you know. And as they were leaving, a lady walked up to them and said something about adoption. And said something about some children in China. And so the couple from our church began to pursue that as God was nudging and prompting them. And today, they have two beautiful daughters. And it all started with the nudgings at a bulletin board in the hallway it's an amazing story there was never a doubt through this looking back she sat in my office and cried and told me this story and I was just like crying with her I was like man this is beautiful you know this is really cool changing the world that's exponential growth that's what Jesus did you know another way that I believe that Jesus reveals and God reveals is through celebrations celebrations like what just happened here in the last 45 minutes with singing that's a celebration In in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 2 and 3, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. And they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. In the Bible, we see a story here where there were two men who God had called them, and it was in worshiping, in a moment of worship that this was revealed to them, and they set them apart. They did, what? You know? I heard a story, you guys know I I like stories, right? About a lady you know, sometimes we're not focused. Would you agree with that? Everybody with me? Don't worry, I'm not going to throw water on you. <laughs> sometimes we're not focused and we're not listening, and I'm the chiefest of that. preacher was sitting in his office one day, and the nurse, uh, secretary came in and said, hey, I got this lady out here who wants to talk to you. She's a member of the church. She came in there, and, and uh, she had the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> she said, I ain't coming back to this church no more. Nothing here but a bunch of hypocrites, and I ain't coming back. I just, I'm just i glad that never happens. And the preacher listened to her talk and complain and, and go on about things. And, and when she got done, he said, you know, he said, I want you to do me one favor. Would you do me one favor before you, before you leave our church? Sure, he said. Uh, I want you to take this cup of water. And he began to pour this cup of water like this. And he filled it completely full. I mean, it's like really, really full here. But anyway, they said it would work. Here we go. He told the lady, he said, I want you to take a cup of water. I want you to go up to the church, and I want you to walk around the sanctuary of the church and hold that cup of water and not spill a drop. So she walked around the entire sanctuary with this cup of water. This isn't as easy as I thought it would be. You've got to really watch what you're doing. She walked all around the church with that full cup of water. You want to know why I asked you to sit on the front row? Here you go. Hold that cup of water. It's yours. Just go ahead. You got it. When they got back it's yours. When she came back in his office with that cup of water, he said, you took that cup of water up there and you walked around the church, didn't you? She said, yeah. He said, did you spill anything? She said, no. She said, "Uh, I didn't. He said, what would you see in the sanctuary when you went up there? She said, well, I didn't see nothing. I was looking at that cup of water to keep from spilling it. He said, exactly. And that's what you need to do when you come in this place. You need to look at Jesus, and you need to quit looking and judging other people, and you need to focus on Jesus and have a word from him today. Can I get a witness on that? When we get out of the car on Sunday morning and we, we, we come in the parking lot from out there, and I've said this before, I, I, I rail on this, and Kevin works very hard at this with our welcoming team. We want people to feel welcome from the time they touch that door handle until they get out. If ever there was an hour in, in the week where you should be happy and you should be encouraged, it's this hour. It's when you come into God's house and we worship. But listen, when we focus on all the junk around us, when we focus on all the things that are going on and we think about just the wheels falling off the wagon. Well, there's a lot of joy in that, right? Hello? So, when we come in this place, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Yes, I am not minimizing that life is not difficult. I had a very difficult week this week. Had a relative that she's got some sickness and we had to put her in a nursing home. Don't know if it's permanent or not. That's not easy to do. But I know this. God's got this, and he's got you today, if we'll listen, he'll speak to us, focus, focus on him, and not the things around us, circumstances, sometimes circumstances happen in our life, and God can speak through those, I shared with you, we rode the Harley, uh, and the, Troy and I and Wendy, we all, he, he rides a Goldwing. we all were on these bikes, and we rode all the way out to Spokane, Washington, and we, you know, I got a wife that likes to buy stuff, I don't know what's up with that. I make this last long. I can really go good here. We have a trunk and two saddlebags. Now, Troy has this real nice trailer back behind his. And he can, he can, Wendy can buy all she wants and pack for days. But we only have what goes in this, and so that's kind of what we do. But at point, it gets full, and we have to ship this stuff back. So I'm at the hotel in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I go in there, and, and it wasn't her. It was me. I bought some Harley T-shirts, and I couldn't get them all in the trunk, and I'm trying to stuff them down in there. And so I said, i got to get a box so we can mail this stuff up. I'm talking about circumstances. Follow me. There was a young man down at the desk, he wasn't working, he was sitting there, and he was eating pizza, but he knew the people, and he said, I said, I need a box to mail this stuff back, can you guys ship this stuff back for me, I got a whole box full of stuff, he goes, I'll go home and get you something, I'll be right back, he was a really nice kid, so he goes, and he comes back, and we're on up in the late in the evening, Troy wasn't even down there, Troy had already talked to him, but later on, I got to talking to this young man, and so anyway, we were talking, and he was telling me a little bit about his life, we got done, and he gave me that tote, and I said, hey, man, listen, it was, a, it was a circumstance that had developed here, just a friendship. And I reached in my pocket, and I gave him $20. And I said, here, I really appreciate you helping me. I was in a little bit of a spot here. And he turned around, and his eyes teared up. And he said, wow. I said, what's up, man? You, you know?" He goes, um, I'm just having a tough time, and, and you help me where I can go until I I, not for my glory. I, listen, that wasn't my 20 anyway. Whatever we have, folks, God's give it to us. It's his. But the point I'm saying is, here was a situation. I had no idea. Touch that young man. Connecting with other people as Christ followers, we walk with him and we connect. We see the early church did that. When I was here two years ago last week, I started as the senior pastor. And what did I preach upon? I said, connect, connect connect, because I'm going to tell you something, things are going to happen in your life, and you need a community around you, you need people to be connected to, that you can call when things are happening, you can say, hey brother, I I, I need you to talk to me, you know, yes, even the senior pastor has to have that from time to time, you guys give me encouragement, that's good, because next week I'm going to try to give it to you, you need community, you need to connect as he reveals himself to us, and we can hear him speak through other people you see, Proverbs talks about this, Eleven fourteen, chapter 11, verse 14 of Proverbs says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. We need to be accountable to each other. Jesus did that with the disciples. They were accountable to each other. They walked with each other and seek advice from those who will give us good counsel, and we can hear a word from the Lord. So, movements that transform the world, like the Christian movement, I showed you a picture last week of how it went across the continent. They start because they're spirit-led, because they're listening for God as he speaks for those opportunities. Well, you know, I'm just who I am, and I listen to me. Listen, you are who you are, and God created you, and you're a very unique person. You're the only one of you, and you have gifts and graces. And this next week as we leave here, somebody will come into your life that you can encounter and talk to them about the Lord. Take those opportunities. Take those nudgings. You ever been in a restaurant, and all of a sudden you go to pay your bill, and they go, it was taken care of? Anybody ever experienced? Man, that's pretty humbling, right? Somebody was nudged to, to, yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? All these kinds of things that can happen, but take those as God's speaking. What a blessing it is when somebody uses something good. When they use something good, because that's what Jesus did. Good. Each of us were designed by God to make an impact. When we walk in the Spirit, we bear fruit of the Spirit. As God leads us that's what I want to see our church continue to do God's blessing us as we go forward we need to stay focused and it's important that we let the Lord lead this church lead us as we go forward we must listen intently carefully through the noise of the world as God speaks thankfully he still speaks to his people today and I'm grateful for that our mission is to learn how to hear his voice Isaiah went on and proclaimed the gospel and he made a difference And you can, too. Pray with me. Father, thank you that you speak to us through your word and through connecting with other people and just different ways that you come to us, God, and we know that it's you. It lines up with your word and with the scriptures, and we're grateful for that. We're thankful for this day, Lord, as we come in this place. God, may we feel your peace and your presence and know that you are a God that is for us that you love us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross. That we can have life. Not only did he die, but he rose again. And yes, he ascended to the Father. We can have life too, Lord. Thank you so much that you give us the grace for each day and the power for each day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for our church. Lord, as we go forward, may we be effective in our community as we reach out to people who are hurting. We're all in this together, Lord. So help us to be vessels of hope. Help us to be redemptive in our actions, not one to lash out and to to hurt, but to reach out to people that are hurting. God, may you.